I am thrilled you're here. Thank you, man. And I appreciate I, it. What can I get you? Well, first of all, you already got it for me. I got the Hennessy and Coke right here. Oh, okay. They told me. They they, they said help yourself. So I helped. I helped myself. I love when people are exactly who they are on TV. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. when you said that, it was like, oh, good. I'm glad he's that guy. Yes, I am. Be, be you. It cannot get more down and dirty than Club Random. Right. I hope you feel comfortable Do you. here. Do you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a good space, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's nice. I can't, it's very, I can't deny it. I mean, podcasts usually are like, I feel like, deadly sort of serious. Yeah. I mean, you just... Looking, have, you know. Yeah. And well, it could I, be the lion's den for people that don't, don't even, either don't have anything to say or are scared to say what they really, really want to say. But if neither applies... Well, I know you're not that good. guy. That's right. You're right about that. So what? And so you have a drink. Yes, sir. Can I get you anything else? No, I'm good. You I got my water uh, here. I got play my... with the uh, wacky weed. <laughs> nah, no. you can do it. No, I, I no, I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your. There you go. I understand. No, I understand. Trust me. That's right. But like that was never a thing for you. It was never a thing for me. Really. Um, Growing up in New York, my friends, family, stuff like that. Of course, I had quite a few friends and family members who smoked a lot of weed and stuff like that, but it was never me. Where, where I was in New York interested. did you grow up? I grew up in Hollis, Queens, right up the block from Run DMC, Jam Master J, oh. about five minutes away from LL Cool J, Performance say, Boulevard. One of my favorite records is uh, Doing It Well. <laughs> That's right. It's one, it's. Represent Queens, he was made out of Brooklyn. And yeah. I always found that, like, it's such a sexy record. Maybe second to almost none. Yeah, He's it's made a, quite a few. Paradise, Phenomenon. Yes, but um, this one is particularly, yeah. I just love it. Yeah. And the whole thing, it's, it's like sexy, sexy, sexy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm from Queens and she's from Brooklyn. To me, always, like, made me laugh. It just seemed to, like, come out of left field. Like, um, but what does that have to do with this this fantastic which, fucking that you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Queens and Brooklyn. Well, if you grew up in New York City. I see, know. Right. Here's the deal. In Hollis, let, let, I'm going to just be real with you. It wasn't, it wasn't really a lot of girls. They were, on, they were in Farmers. They were in the Bronx. They were in Brooklyn. You know, they were, you know, in other sections of Queens, New York. But, but Hollis, that's not where you went to if you was looking for your girlfriend. They, 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 you, you just, it just wasn't because, where you went. And this is because why? Um, the prettier girls were in other areas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you asked. I mean, it was just the truth. I mean, my my hey. sisters were gorgeous, but hey. I can't speak for everybody else. In the I went to Cornell in the seventies. <laughs> that was not a feast, right. for a heterosexual male either. Yeah. I mean, there are places we find ourselves in. That's right. And uh, it is funny, like you know, I pre good looks in a woman. It's like it's a double-edged sword. Because? Well, <laughs> well <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, it's, uh, look, I, well, first of all, pretty girls are always complaining. Okay. Okay, so there is bad, like, you know, um, you're, a lot of you, they'll always say, I can't leave the house without getting hit on all the time. And right. I'm like, boo fucking who? <laughs> you know, would you rather be a plain right. girl? And no, the answer, no, okay. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we can ugly you up. That's right. But I tell you this, I tell you this true. I learned that beauty was in the eye of the beholder when I was growing up, and I, one of my best friends' name was Pooley. His name was Rodney Cowan, but his nickname was Pooley. Everybody in the neighborhood knew him as Pooley. You could put Beyonce right in front of Pooley, and Pooley would look at you and go like this, 
what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Because if you were not 250 pounds minimum oh. with, bl- with blubber hanging off your arms and cellulite everywhere and you weren't big enough to tilt a small, a small car, Pooley was not interested in you. You were entirely too small. What is that? What the fuck is that? With the, with the love... The, I mean, it, all of America now right. loves bigness. Right. I. It's not my. It's not my thing. Jam. And it's not I, my thing. I'm not hating on it. To me, each his own. I am. But hating, it's not my thing. I'm hating on it a little because <laughs> I feel. First of all, it's not healthy. Okay. And second of all, it's tilting uh, everyone toward this. Uh, you know, like uh, girls think it. You know, that it's better to have a giant ass, and I'm not into a giant ass. Well, uh, I'm not gonna deny. I, <laughs> I, I do like I do like some uh, but, a big booty. I ain't right. gonna lie and, about and, that. And you know, nah. it's was, almost mandatory. Right. And, for me and this was, this was always something in the You're black right. community. Am I right? Uh, for the most part. And yeah. then, like everything, there are exceptions. But right, for the but most it, mostly right. That yeah. was where it originated. Right. And then, like everything else, the white people in the suburbs stole it because now, I mean, every girl wants a big booty. I yeah. mean, this. Go. It is it is vastly appreciated by by black men. Right. Every, every black man I know, but pretty what, much every what, black man I know, that, that that's right. what we like. And but I'm saying when I was a kid, when right. I was growing up, when I was an adolescent, mm-hmm. uh, the last thing a girl wanted was a big ass. They wanted to be see. I have no experience with that. Right. I've, ne- I've never I've never been around I'm, a black woman that didn't want to right. have an. A, a no, nice I'm just ass. saying that this phenomenon okay. of every girl wanting a big ass must have come as very welcome news to a lot of white chicks eating Haagen-Dazs. Right. Because, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is, yeah. Well, listen, what happened is I, I think that, listen, women are competitive just like everybody else. And you've seen, what I've seen over the years and with a lot of the white women that I have encountered, they've seen, <laughs> they've seen black girl sisters right. with, voluptuous figures and right. they said excuse me yeah i want that because i want to compete with them and they have no regard no fear whatsoever comp- competing with the sisters for for black men i've seen it before not with everybody of course but i've seen it but you said a minute ago that like the the your friend who like yes big yeah. you said that you said that wasn't your thing no, no no i said that wasn't his thing Oh, it's always been my thing. Big women have not been my thing. His, that's his thing. I've always right. liked the voluptuous woman, meaning that somebody with a, a big booty. No doubt about that. I'm still that way. I'm, I'm big very booty, prejudiced. but not big everything else. There you go. I see what you're Pooley saying. Pooley <laughs> wants you big everywhere. I, he wants you taking up two seats on the plane. Right. And if you're I, not, he's not interested. He's not interested. Halle Berry, Beyonce, right. J-Lo, the list goes on and on. Meg the Stallion, the Stallion. Pooley look at them like, what, what, what am I supposed to do with that? They too small. So he wants Lizzo. Yeah. And she <laughs> might be too small. No. She might be too small. Okay. This is I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I'm I'm believing you. Yeah. I'm just saying yes. this, Mrs. Robinson, this conversation is getting a little long. <laughs> no, I'm not I don't wanna Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I you know, there is a health factor here. I agree. There just is. I agree, especially in this day and age. You're I mean, right. I don't know what you thought of, like, the athletes who didn't want to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get into a big fight about it because I will. Okay. <laughs> but I was on their side mm-hmm. because 
health is a case by case basis. Right. And when you're a finely tuned athlete with a body that is perfect because you that's your living. Mm -hmm. You put in that body only what right. you want to put on to keep that right. instrument. That is your instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea that Djokovic was going to hurt anybody or mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers and, oh my gosh, Kyrie Irving. I mean, clutch my pearls. Uh, I was, I thought, bu bully for you mm -hmm. guys first. And especially Kyrie Irving gave up a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Although he'll get it back because he can play now, right? Yeah, he can play now. He ain't going to get the money back, though. Not the money he lost. Well, but it's he, only if, about if 17, he, well, 18 million. A, but, but he's going to play this year, no restrictions. He's going to play this no year with no restrictions. Right? He's okay, getting about 39 million this year. Okay, so he has. Okay, right. 38 and million. Say so he has a great year, which yes. I bet he will. Which he will. He's spectacular. Okay, he is spectacular. Yes. So after, one, after a great year, he's going to have an Aaron Judge year. Yeah. Then they're going to offer him another big contract. So he, what will he, he will have both his integrity mm -hmm. for standing up to the mob mm -hmm. who wanted to insist he do something to his own body mm -hmm. that he didn't want to do, mm -hmm. and he will have the money. Okay, you said we're going to fight about this. Okay. So let's fight about okay. it. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I don't disagree with you. Um, it's not much of a it's, fight. It's, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm, 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 get I'm getting to the point. Yeah. It's your body, and somebody is trying to tell you what to inject into your body. I didn't like it. I was very reluctant and hesitant about getting vaccinated. Me too. But but obviously, Disney made it very, very clear. You know, you want to work here in these corridors. Exactly. You need to do Nature, that, right? That's exactly with right. me. That's right. Here's where I held it against Kyrie. It had nothing to do with being vaccinated or being vaccinated or being unvaccinated in my mind. What bothered me is that you are a superstar on a team that is a championship contender and everybody is there because of you. Kevin Durant is in Brooklyn because of you. James Harden at the time was in Brooklyn because of you. Everybody's there. It's still his body. I understand that, but, but I understand that. All I'm saying to you is it's your right, but, in, but, but I'm thinking about it from a competitive perspective. A lot of dudes in the NBA didn't want to do it. But you playing for a you playing for a championship. Okay, but you can you can pile up a mountain of re you're, right. There is a mountain over there of reasons yeah. why it's like, that's all it was to me. But right. there's no going back from your body. It's your body. It's inside your body. Mm -hmm. And look, if I really thought the uh, first of all, everything in medicine is playing the odds, right? Because we just don't know that much. I agree. Even though they think they do. Yeah, they think okay. they do. But so they since we're playing the odds. I played them with this vaccine okay. because nobody can realistically look you in the eye and say we are a million percent sure. There's just no doubt that mm -hmm. no harm can come. And I'm talking about down the road. I'm, and there have been, of course, there have been many people who have had a reaction. All medicines have a reaction. Yes. I don't hold that against vaccines. Yes. We know that about all drugs. Me too. I hold against the people who like pretend that we can't even talk about that, but right. we can. And I know anecdotally, we all know people who got the vaccine and had some reaction, some, some minor, some not so minor. Yeah. Most people did not, and that's the way vaccines work. It's just more proof to me that our bodies are all individual. Yes, some people it does have an effect on, it does weird things. Mm -hmm. Some, most people it doesn't, okay, that's fine. If I didn't think, if I thought it was like really deleterious and my body couldn't withstand it or, or 20 years from now, my gallbladder is going to fall out of my ass because of this. Thing. Right. I wouldn't have done it, but you can't ever tell me that there's not some chance of that. And I, and especially 
mean the down the road stuff. Mm -hmm. That was always my thing with vaccines, down the road. Yes, I know they work at the time, mostly, not always, but yes, right. they do what they're supposed to mm -hmm. do. Lots of drugs do what they're supposed to do. Antibiotics do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They also have a very deleterious effect on you. Mm -hmm. Chemotherapy works. Right. Well, you talk- So I'm just saying in 25 years, that vaccine that's in your body, in confluence with a million other things that we don't know, how many x-rays you had, what do you eat, how many metals are in your body, right. all these things could have a, we just don't know this. Cool. So I don't want to get cancer in 20 years. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get COVID, but I would have rather have taken, my choice mm -hmm. would have been rather to have risked COVID with this pathogen, mm -hmm. another one that was more dangerous, I'd make a different decision, mm -hmm. versus I don't know. I'm trying to keep myself as pure as I can for well, the cancer argument. Well, let me look at it this way. Let me retort with that. First of all, if Bill, if Bill Maher says that, Bill Maher, and says he's looking things up and he's researching stuff and, and, and what have you, chances are people are going to believe you. A lot of times these athletes say, let me, do, let me take some time, let me do my research. You ain't doing no damn, damn bit of research. You're lying your ass off. That's number one. So let's get that out the way. Let's, just, let's get that out the way. they lying their ass off, okay? That's number one. Number two, I brought up the championship. Yeah, nobody ever checks you I, 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 brought up the, I brought up the championship element. That's number two because that's a big deal with me because 99% of the league is taking it and they vying for the championship and you got one of the best teams in the league and they just, they've assembled themselves in Brooklyn because of you and they signed up for it then that's something that you need to consider. That's just me. Number three, I had COVID. I was double vaccinated. I hadn't taken the booster shot yet. Damn thing almost killed me because I had an endoscopy prior to the, the acquiring COVID. I had double pneumonia. I'm in the hospital New Year's Eve. It's 90 minutes before the ball drop, and the doctor's looking at me and saying, we're going to try this steroid with this antibiotic. If this doesn't work, we're going to have to call your family. We're probably going to have to put you on the respirator. You're in pretty damn bad shape. It was that bad, okay? So I'm very, I understand where everybody's coming from, and I get all of that. But I also say this to you. When it comes to professional athletes, you know how much stuff gets put in their body that they have no damn clue whatsoever what it is? Not all of them, but you're yes. Saying, you're uh, talking about pain? I'm to, I'm to, it could be medication. It could be, I mean, when you think about, the anti-inflammatories anti they put do, in their body. Do you along really think that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and I could name a lot of other guys, not, maybe not the majority of the league and the people who don't have the, mm -hmm. you know, the power to get right. the, what they want, but guys like that don't put anything in their body. I feel you. I right? feel you. There's Am exceptions. I right? I'm, yes, yes. But there's exceptions. Those are the but, exceptions. I'm talking about right. the rule. And I'm saying right. to you, you got a lot of cats. They're not doing that, Bill. And it's, it, you, they go to they get, they get surgery. They go to the hospital for special surgery, for example, in New York or whatever. And they've had these they, they, they've had these surgeries. You're asking a doctor about the anesthesia they gave you. You're asking asking them about the medication specifically that they've given you. Chances are no. You're deferring to the expertise of the doctor before you make your decision. Which is exactly the approach I do not endorse. Got it. I and because. Right off the bat, what do they always say? Get a second opinion. Right. So I'm relying on a man who, another man who well, has, the, the, forget who has the same medical what if, degree. What if you went and got a second and third opinion, Bill, and well, all three said the same thing? What you going to do then? If all three said the same thing, that would be great because then it wouldn't be a, a, an issue. There would have to be three different doctors, not like all from the same office, right. who think the same way. <laughs> they, I would not want to be the right. victim of groupthink. Right. Right. But doctors right. vary greatly. Right. Now, they don't speak out because... 
In this country, you're only allowed the one true opinion, especially about medicine. They will literally throw you off Twitter. That's and shit totally true. For, for things that, you know, like right. doubting whether masks are effective. It's like, yes. are you kidding? Yeah. Not only should we be able to say it, it's true. They're not mostly effective, exactly. not the cloth ones and blah, blah, There's blah. There's definitely some manipulation yeah. that's going on in uh, that regard and an apps and, a, and right. stripping of free speech. I so definitely am with th you with this, that. What you're describing where somebody is like, well, I'm just going to put myself in the hands of the guy in the white coat he knows everything. He's my doctor. I like him. Okay, good luck with that. That's not the way I want to handle it. Right. I want to hear a lot of different opinions, or at least a few. Well, I always want to hear a lot of opinions. What I'm saying to you is that every damn place I turned, they were telling me the same thing. Vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. I was here. Now, I saw people on TV that were saying something different. But when I went into actual doctor's offices from Cedar sinai in L.A., the HSS in New York, to my personal doctor, what have you, in Long Island, I'm telling you they were all saying the same thing. And so ultimately, yeah. you get to a point where right. you're like, okay, what does But think about this. I mean, you said you got it after two vaccinations. Two, yeah. So I'm not saying I'm, that it didn't work, the vaccine. or Neither I'm do just, I. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Well, obviously it didn't work on you. Right. Well, what they, guess, well let's, what, let me tell you what they said to me. I mean, you said. What they said to me was. You both got it and got it you're, bad. You're alive because you but, were vaccinated. That's what they told me. Okay. I but, didn't know that. Okay, first know. of all, we don't know that. I agree. We Maybe you would have had, not likely, but yes, possibly, right. you would have had a better chance without it because possibly you're a kind of a person where you're a natural immune system mm -hmm. or this vaccine didn't agree with you in some way. And, and I think it was and the actually, endoscopy first and that, that because I was opened up once I got COVID, I think yeah. that's what compromised Yeah, of course. Me, I mean, you're, you know, health is always, yeah. you know, the reason why holistic is a, is a meaningful term is because if you think that you can compartmentalize the human body, which mm. is what we do, specialists, right. the kidney specialist and this specialist, but the body works in concert. All of it is coming right. into effect with all of the other parts of the body. So you can't, it's, it's misleading yeah, and it's not I, accurate. What I want to make sure you understand is that I'm acknowledging I don't know. Right. But no. what I'm saying right. is, is that I don't know and yet I'm here in this situation. On one hand, they're telling me because I was vaccinated, that's why I'm alive. And in my mind, a part of me is saying, but, well, damn it, I was double vaccinated. I should have never got the damn it, thing. And you certainly should, so, should not have gotten it bad. It, so bad. it's like it's so self-serving right. and it's so in the bubble. Like right. we're not going to examine what the other possibility is. We're just going to keep doubling down on our story, which is the vaccine is the only way for everyone no questions asked. So if you get a horrible case, mm -hmm. it would have been worse mm -hmm. without it. Maybe. Can I ask you a question? Maybe when you say maybe it's this not. When you say it's their story. I don't know. Whose story? They don't know. Whose story? When you say it's their story, that's the narrative. I'm that talking about the Western medical establishment. Got it. Got it. The Dr. Fauci's of the world, an honorable man, a smart man, not a bad man, but a, a bureaucrat for many, many years. Yeah. And, you know, groupthink, it's... It's out there, man. Yeah. It infects everybody. Medicine is trendy like everything else. Yeah. You remember in the 80s when they were saying carbo up? It was like loading, carbo loading. Everyone was yeah. eating carbs all the time. It's ridiculous. We would never loading do up. that. Yeah. We wouldn't dare do that now. It's crazy. We dare do that now. But you, like you talked about it, you said group think. And the bottom line is the reason why you're so popular is because you think for you. Yes. And so what happens is, is that whether I agree or disagree, 
when you say something, I'm opening up, I'm researching, I'm thinking because I'm thinking about what you said, because I know your thoughts are not bought and paid for. Unfortunately, we don't know where the hell to turn. And I feel the exact same way about you. Thank you. That's why I watch you. Yeah. Because like sometimes, I mean, I certainly am a red-blooded American (laughs) heterosexual and was raised on on me, I am saying. I was raised on football and baseball and basketball. Mm -hmm. Not hockey. That's not American. Only thing I know about hockey is that the puck is black and that it's cold (laughs) in each arena. I don't know a damn thing else about hockey. Really? But I keep promising the commissioner, Gary Bevin, I'm going to go to a game with him. So you could keep your job and not know shit about hockey? Hell yes. That's ballsy. Hell yes. Oh, wait a minute. That's, wait a minute. See, that's the problem. That's gangster. You got too many damn people <laughs> lying about what the hell they know and they don't know. I, know, but I don't I, do I that. Would think that. I don't know hockey and I don't oh. know NASCAR. No, I, Period. I, right. And I'm not interested. No, I've given you props <laughs> for that because like, <laughs> I'm not usually it. I would think that would if I went in for a job or anybody in sports and they would say, oh, so obviously you know about all the things we cover, which, I mean, you'd have to know. And all these other guys, I think, they know about women's softball. No. They know about all this shit. Please. No. I couldn't tell you a softball, a softball player in America right now. No. All right? And it wasn't up until a few years ago that I could tell you WNBA players, but I'm proud of what they're doing. I just didn't know. I didn't follow it. No, right. Right. And that's your right. Yeah. You know, it's entertainment. Well, they're not coming to me looking for me to talk about hockey. Sports is entertainment. I know know who my audience is and what they're looking for from me, and I give them that. We are brought to you by SignalWire, the real OGs of software-defined telecom. Remember that horror movie where if a person watches the cursed videotape, they'll receive a mysterious phone call and then die seven days later? Talk about a frightening user experience. Well, if you're developing a product or app that features real-time communications like voice or video, SignalWire can help make sure your user experience doesn't turn into a horror show. Whether it's voice, messaging, or cutting-edge broadcast quality video, if it has to do with real-time communications, SignalWire has the APIs. With SignalWire, you can completely customize the user experience and integrate with an existing application or website with ease. SignalWire's ultra-low latency is essential for creating experiences where real-time really matters. Whether you're a developer, product builder, or just someone with a cool idea, SignalWire offers APIs, SDKs, and even copy-and-paste code snippets to help you make your vision a reality fast. Get cutting-edge video, voice, and messaging from the original geeks of software-defined telecom. Visit SignalWire.com random to sign up for a free account. Go to SignalWire.com random and build what's next in real-time communications. Go to SignalWire.com random. Hey, just doing a quick commercial in case you don't want to watch commercials. So meta. We have a subscription channel on Apple now called Club Random Velvet Rope, where you can get all the episodes ad-free, most new episodes a week early, full exclusive bonus episodes, and extra bonus content where I talk about whatever the fuck I want. Try it free for a week now. Just search Club Random on Apple Podcasts. Hi, it's me, Bill, the guy from the podcast you're currently watching. Just want to let you know that I will be performing at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden in New York, November 12th. Go to NewYorkComedyFestival.com for tickets. That's NYComedyFestival.com for tickets. You might find this amusing. Bob Costas and I always had this running 
argument about steroids. Okay. I'm on them. He's not. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That's a lie. No. But go um, ahead. No. You know, he's he's the purist, and, you know, it, I mean, I love him. We're good friends, yes. and I think he's a— He's one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest one ever. One of the greatest right. ever. I'm so glad to hear you say he's that. A, I mean, you just can't—you just got to give it up for him. He's, you know? he's an idol. And I still watch him do games. Yeah. You know, he still does games on, like, the Major League Baseball he channel. Deserves, and, he should be doing it until he's ready to drive. Right. Because he's And that he does good. it on a level—I mean, I think the broadcast partner doesn't understand half the references he's making. Right. You know, he does a, a, a much more erudite— Yeah calling of a game with yeah. jokes and witticisms and mm-hmm. it's dry and never losing track of the game. Never. But, okay, so my point of view, okay, I'm <laughs> this is especially during when the steroid thing, you know, with Mark yeah. McGuire and, you know, Bob was like cheating and I get that and yeah. it's cheating. Yeah. My point of view was, first of all, it's entertainment, you know, to see a guy jacked up and launch one mm-hmm. into road triple Z right. next to the Levitra sign. That's right. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm or into just, the pond like I'm Barry be- Bonds was doing for years. Yes. I lo- one of my favorite sports quotes, Barry Bonds, can I just be good? Yeah. Can I just? And he That's was- your favorite quote. My favorite quote from him is, you still coming to see the show. Mm. <laughs> that was my favorite quote from I him. I love Barry Bonds. Yeah. And he was- Stop with the I, asterisks and the... I, I saw him at the NBA Finals, Golden State, Boston. And I walked right up to him. He saw me. He'd met, we had never met. He gave me a big hug. I hugged him back. And he had people like, he's a cheater. And first words out of my mouth was, kiss my ass. I want to hear that. No. I said, this man was walking into the Hall of Fame before steroids ever became an issue. He was better than Maguire. He was better than Sosa. Yeah. He was better than them all. And you yes. guys, because they in 98 was trying to resurrect baseball because the World Series had been canceled in 1994 and the fans were reluctant to come back to the sport. Y'all rode their coattails, received all of that money, all the ratings, all the popularity, okay? Then you want to bring up steroids after they <laughs> deliver all of this for y'all. Right. Barry Bonds said, oh, that's what we're doing because I'm better than them now. But because they smacking home runs, you think they're better than me? Well, let me show you what I can do. And the brother went out there and was smacking home runs all over the place, and y'all want to condemn him. But you didn't give back the money. What? You didn't give back the ratings. You didn't give back the revenue that the ratings generated. You didn't do any of that. But you want to put an asterisk next to his name and then keep him out of the Hall of Fame and act like he never existed. But you didn't give any of that money back. I'm going to repeat myself. They can kiss my ass. I don't want to hear that. Barry Bonds is one no. of the greatest ever. The, I, ever. I would, ever. I would say that in his, you know, athletes usually have a high noon from about 27 to 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he his was a little later because yeah. I think he peaked a little later. Mm-hmm. Not that he was he was a seven time MVP, right? I mean, okay, it's amazing. He was sensational. I know. Is that? But when he was at his mm-hmm. prime, right? Which I think went later into the thirties. I don't think there ever has been a hitter as dangerous. Never. Like, never. Right. Listen. Yeah. Here's the here's. Let me give you a piece of evidence. Sports. Something came out called the Mitchell Report. Mm. where they had all these guys that supposedly used performance-enhancing drugs. A, Barry Bonds was not on that list of the Mitchell Report. B, 103 names were on the report. C, none of them hit 73 home runs in the well, season. Well, I mean, we're not 
fl- pretending he wasn't on steroids. That's right. I mean, I know that. He, you could see him how skinny he was. Right. And then you know, one year he came into camp, he was a lot heavier, and he yes. said, you know, I'm out of shape. And said, yeah, but <laughs> but who puts on weight in the mandible? That's right. How about that? How about that? You're absolutely right. But I'm just saying. Okay. It's 103 names. All right. I'm saying is none of them hit no. 7,300. They but, couldn't but touch them. Here's my point. Here was my steroid argument with Bob Costas. Okay. My side of it was, okay, it's cheating, but uh, there were things in every era that players did. First of all, you can't compare them to players of any other era. I mean, in this era, they used steroids, and that jacked up their numbers. Uh I think that I, I, if I had to choose between that or the or playing where the players only had like literally a mitt. I mean, it was called a mitt because it wasn't a big basket glove. That's right. That's that's how Babe Ruth hit three forty two mm-hmm. lifetime, and he wasn't playing against black players. And that was my next one. He wasn't playing against black players. Mm-hmm. No night games. That's right. No jet lag. No relief pitchers. No. I mean, the game and because people change so much. That you just can't, and so steroids was, I mean, Willie Mays was on the juice. Right. There was the, <clears throat> that green juice that they drank, which was like speed, basically. Right. I don't mind an asterisk next to any name because what you're saying with the asterisk is that there's a story to be told here and we're going to tell it. What offends me is that you keep them out and try to act like they never existed and you want society to forget what they brought to the table, and how people reap the benefits of their exploits. That insults me. Yeah, that, well, that, that is just wrong, and I hate the fact that baseball gets away with doing that. I, I would even say Pete Rose. I mean, I agree. it's been a long time. Yes, it's the ultimate sin. He yes. bet on baseball, but I don't think he bet against his team. So there is a there is a a ring of hell mm-hmm. that is <laughs> closer to the fire, which is betting, yeah. but against your own team, that would be a traitor. Well, two things. Two things. Not only did he not bet against himself, there was never proof that he bet as a player. He bet as a manager. Manager, yeah. And he bet to win. Yeah. And I'm saying, all-time hits leader, 44-game hit streak. Yeah, of course. All the stuff that he brought to the table. All-time hits. All the great that he brought. It's a game about two things, pitching and hits. That's right. And he's got one of them. All the things that he did for the sport, and you want want the world to forget him. You know. It's not right. How about just, It's not right. Fuck, they pardoned Nixon, you know. How about just saying it's been 40 years or whatever before he croaks. Let's fucking give him, you know, right. and you know. yeah, it's it's. I I totally so, agree with you. We agree with it. We agree totally on a lot of things. Yes, I wouldn't watch it if I really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to turn the TV and get mad. But I got a. Oh, I have a question. I yeah. want to ask you. Sure. So, um, why do you think this? I thought of this when we were talking medical, actually. But I want to ask. Sure. Why? Do you think bodies, athletes' bodies, are so much more fragile today when we're supposed, supposedly we're healthier? Again, I don't want to make everything about Western medicine. Yes. But, like, we're supposedly so healthy, and yet um, pitchers used to pitch complete games mm-hmm. without breaking down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Spahn and Juan Marichal... Ron Gibson. 
or maybe it was Bob Gibson. Yeah, might have been. Or maybe it was Gibson and, and Could have uh, been. One, one of those dudes, definitely it was Juan Marichal. Okay. Pitched a, it was zero, it was no score after 15 innings. Mm -hmm. Both starters were still in. Wow. I mean, that is just so unthinkable. Yeah. I mean, uh, Christy Matheson in the 1905 World Series. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm getting this because I'm friends with George Will. It's cool. It's so cool. George He's Will an historian. Everything no about everything. No greater authority. Absolutely. Amazing. No dispute here. But uh, Christy Matheson pitched uh, in the World Series, pitched three times each on one day rest, all shutouts. Mm. I just. And these guys, nobody goes nine innings. It's very rare. And they're always hurt. Yeah. How do you explain that we're supposedly healthier in the modern era and yet? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> so advanced technology, you put stuff in your body, A, that strengthens you, but also shields you from the level of attrition. This is just me speculating the level of attrition that athletes were once subjected to. So in other words, it's like a boxer that never stepped into the ring. If you step into the ring and you're practicing your craft and you get knocked upside your head, you get used to it. Now, too much of it, you'll be, you, you'll be walking around like a vegetable eventually, but you get used to it. The point is you've never had to subject yourself to what the previous generation of players had to subject themselves to. So once your body encounters that, you don't know how to handle it. But here's the biggest thing, in my opinion. Here's the biggest thing, in my opinion. It's not that injuries didn't happen back in the day. They played through it because they had to make money. Seriously? They had to continue playing. These dudes are getting eight, nine-figure salaries. And so guess what? It's guaranteed you can sit out. The money is still coming. And you want so, to sit out to ensure that you get a new contract that's going to pay you even more than last longer. Some of it they just couldn't play through. Right, I mean, some of it. Some of it. Right. Yes. So you're saying it's a mental thing. Mm -hmm. You're saying they were just tougher and there was like rub dirt on it and get out there. Well, it's not just that. I mean, but It was it, more but, on the line. They had second jobs. But So you're saying... Sports wasn't the only source okay, of income. But... If Max Scherzer mm -hmm. pitched three games, three complete games, mm -hmm. with one day rest between each, he would have a dead arm. Yes, that's true. Okay, but apparently these dudes didn't. How do you explain that? I can't. <laughs> I, I know, can't. it's a, it's I can't, a mystery, I, I, I right? I can't, but I will tell you this. Even though you're right about the analogy you provided, they wouldn't need a full four days off and pitching every five days if they had to pay. They had to play for that check, and they would have to go out and get a second job when the season was over. The money encourages them to wait until they could get to a hundred percent or close to it, because you have to understand these guys signed a contract, and Bill, the first thing they're thinking about is the next contract. How do I make sure that I position myself to get more of this paper before I walk away? I'm not blaming them, mm. but I'm just saying that's what it is. No, I know. That's what it is. Well, I can't sign on to that. And there's something physical. Yeah. yeah. I think you're underplaying the physical. There's something actually physically different. And it could be the food we eat. Uh, who, who the fuck? That's always it. That's always with the sugar. sugar. Right. I'm guilty of that. The sugar. Right. And everything or, else. I mean, we've got no and doubt. Again, it's just these. I always say if the I meat, if what I they ever put in the meat. if I write a, ever write a book about medicine, I'm not going to. 
but it would be called Now You Tell Me <laughs> because they're constantly so, not, so new. not knowing something, giving you no information or bad information, and then telling you. And so do I think we will someday get the answer? Yes, I do, of why the well, athletes today are so much more frail. And it'll, do some, it'll have something to do with things we do to ourselves today that they didn't back then. It could be metals in our body. We okay. Mercury and, yeah. you know. I well, mean, remember what your man Chris Rock once said. The money's in the medicine. Right. So. That too. The, and then what happens is you feel pain. You feel discomfort. You go to those Western doctors that they tell you about. That you, that you alluded well, to rather. You need, and they tell you, you need rest. Right. You need this surgery, surgical procedure. You need this medicine. And you listen. Because what you're after is longevity to position yourself to get more paper. That's how I view it. That's not the entirety no, of the answer, but that's how I view it. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's, I mean, when you think about. I'm going to get some more descendancy. Please do. Yes. Yeah. Um, when you think about what uh, um, ice. I'm good. Um, when you think about, like, <laughs> what people used to work for. I remember when I was in high school and Ollie Frazier was on the cover of oh. Time magazine. We got Time magazine in my house. You know, yeah. It was a big splurge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was probably 95 cents a copy mm -hmm. or something. And it was, I think the cover was the $3 million fighters yeah. because they were sharing a purse of $3 million, which was like amazing. 1971, money. 1974. Yeah, so I think it was 71. Wasn't that Ollie Frazier? <clears throat> and, and I'm guessing you're a big Ollie... Yes, Man. my all-time idol. I, well, I have quibbles, I must tell you. Say what? I have quibbles, I must tell you. Okay. And, and by the way, when I was like a kid, I, I thought he was awesome also. And he is. I mean, yeah. it's like maybe the most charismatic athlete, if not human. Right. Um, but one, did not like the way he treated Joe Frazier. I agree. That was gross. I agree. I'm friends with his daughter, Leila Ali, and, you know, we never talked about it, but that was, that was the one issue that I had with him. Oh. As a black man, uh, on one hand, you absolutely positively idolized him because he was willing to take a stand and fight for what he believed was right and fight against the system, which is something yeah. we always appreciate. Yeah. On the other hand, Joe Frazier was a black man, too. And to ridicule well, him that way, it especially was tough. after when it was Ali tough. wasn't working, Joe Frazier lent him money. Yes, I mean it was yeah offered the money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The other thing, I mean, you mentioned stood up. Yes, he did. And I remember, you know, as a liberal kid in New Jersey, and like we were like, yes, he's the hero. He wouldn't go to the war. I also, in later years, could imagine uh, a soldier in Vietnam in the rice paddy with the bullet whizzing past his head, thinking, wait, he's the brave one? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I could see a, a guy thinking that. But they would be, they, not that they would ever, you don't ever want to call a soldier, particularly soldier serving our country, wrong, but what you want to say is this. He was saying they shouldn't be over there. You know, like, no Viet Cong never oh, called, right. called me, so he was Absolutely. saying that. It wasn't like he was saying, I'm not going right. to hell with y'all. He was saying, they yeah. shouldn't be over there either. You're doing stuff right, right here in this country that's egregious. 
but it had the added virtue of not actually having to go to Vietnam. That's true. Which I can't deny. I I could see yeah. I, if I was him in in that. If I was a great boxer in that yeah. position, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I could see my Machiavellian mind thinking, "Oh, I can." Uh, Kill two birds with one stone here. <laughs> and, right. one, and one of these two birds right. is not going to be at night. That's right. Hell you know, no. And it's, Hell uh, no. It's, uh, I, I, look, I think it's smart. Going, you know, letting yourself get sent to Vietnam is... Well, let's call it what it is. I mean, listen, I was born in 1967. And so when you think about certain things, particularly as it pertains to our government, on one hand, you want to revere celebrate and show appreciation for our soldiers, our men and women who go and fight on my, on our behalf. On the other hand, you look at our country and you look at the nation's capital and politicians who are making this decision and none of them deserve to be trusted. None of them. And they're the ones making these decisions about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're going to do it, et cetera, et cetera. And that was back in the day when there was some level of civility and you thought you could find compromise. Not when everybody is saying that I'm on the right side or I'm on the left side. And so you're going with this side because it's the left and that's the way you're supposed to be. But you're going on this side because it's the right side and that's the way you're going to be. And the other bullshit that's associated with it is what's disgusting most because there's no way on earth that you agree with everything. But you, you can run across people who are like-minded and they don't agree on everything. But they've tried to convince us because of this two-party system we're dealing with that you're either on the right or you're on the left. And you can't be independent, as I would tell, as I would applaud you for I, being I an am. independent. Listen, I know you're a liberal. I know that. But I can't emphasize enough how much I applaud the things that you say well, when you. you call out either side. Because yes. it's, it's, the, the fact of the matter is, in this day and age, when you look at all of these channels... Bill Moore, I could make a legitimate argument that you're worthy of more trust than almost anybody on television. I second that opinion. When it comes to politics. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're actually well, worthy. I mean, you're, you're totally right about... Because you'll call them both out. Yes. And I'll just say what's real. I mean, that's my brand. That's what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, I know from politicians who come on the show, I mean, when they, whenever they present me, uh, you know, in a staff meeting with like upcoming guests, you know, you know, if I can yay or nay it, you know, like always, anyone who's a sitting politician is always an eye roll for me. Wow! And sometimes we have why? Them May I because because being a sitting politician, you're going to be talking points full of shit. Not necessarily full of shit, but you just stick yes. to your story. Right. You're not having the... Not, we're, they're not talking like we're talking. Right. We're just fucking talking. Absolutely. That's... Okay. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about votes. We don't right. have to worry about remaining in office. We're, we don't have to be worried about catering yes. to constituents. We're two guys we just sitting rapping. in a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're in the club VIP. Random. We're in Club Random. <laughs> yeah. We're drinking. We're right. smoking. That's right. Okay. You're smoking, but I got you. Okay, this is right. the opposite of what right. you're going to get yeah. from a politician. I get it. They're there not for me. They're there for them. That's why they don't even half the time try to answer the question. Yeah. The first thing they learn is don't answer the question. Say what you want to say. Exactly. So that's not, that's not fun for me. Right. 
You know, it's yeah. fucking without a dick. It yeah. just sucks. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know that. No, I wouldn't know what that's well, like. I don't even know what that means, but, it's not, but it doesn't sound good. Okay? Right. So, right. you know, right. the second they're out of office yeah. or retiring, suddenly they're 50% better. And here's the thing. Not date. completely better. I think you and I have this in common. You have your show, and because of your show and what it's branded on, you may elect to interview them. Fine. I do. Right, fine. I'm the kind of guy, I don't want to talk to him. If your ass was lying in office <laughs> four years, eight years, 12 years, 20 years, however the hell long you was in office, I don't want to hear. And by the way, my position isn't consistent because doing sports, right, you've got people who want to be in television. And you know what I say to them? Your ass was quiet all of those years. You never had a damn thing to say. Why the hell should I want you on TV now? No. When you had an opportunity to be substantive and say some say some stuff right. while you were in a position to resonate, you passed. So don't come to me now wanting to be on TV when you had nothing to say before. That's a big deal of me. That's just me. I don't know. I mean, again, you might be a little different. I get it. I respect it. But that's just me. No. I'm. That's just me. I am you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I got my show first take. I'm Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. You're Spartacus. <laughs> We're Spartacus. I, I got my show first take on, on ESPN every weekday morning. And I'm like this. Right. No, nah, they ain't coming on. Hell no. They ain't say shit before. And you're not learning about hockey. No, that will not happen. No, I'm telling that you. Will not happen. That, I <laughs> that will not happen. You. <laughs> I will not happen. I love Gary Bettman. I'm going to go to a game. You and when are, there's issues, that's different. But damn it, I ain't no, discussing no X's and O's with hockey. You are I don't a, know anything. You are a bad man yes, sir. for doing that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not lying. It's a very... Studly move yeah. to not learn about hockey. It, it, look, it really is. Hey, hey I think the, the should, puck is black. I, I think you should get the, the NAACP Man <laughs> Year Award for not learning about <laughs> NASCAR too. Now NASCAR too. I'm like, who the hell is it? Right. <laughs> who the hell is the black driver? Who is he? You know there should be yeah. an award and, right. at the uh, or the what's the other big. Uh, Award show that's uh, Essence. The ESPYS, uh, the Essence, the ESPYS. Yes, the Essence a, Awards, ESP Awards. Right. All that, yeah. Well, ESPYS Sports. Yes. Um, but I'm talking about the award for <laughs> not learning about stupid white shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would be the Essence. That would be the Essence. Right. You know. Be, yes. BET Awards. Yeah, all that. No, you just. And and what do you think? Uh, where do you, I hate to sound so trite, but like, you're doing a podcast now yes. that's not sports. That's right. You're obviously a guy who can talk about anything. Mm -hmm. And you do, and, and you know, the way you, even sports mm -hmm. abuts, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that punter. Right. <laughs> no, sports abuts politics all right. the time because yes. sports issues become political. Yeah. Um, look at the vaccine in Kyrie Irving. I mean, mm -hmm. they can't race racial issues. I mean, yeah. you can't avoid it. No, again, not at so all. So you're kind of a political commentator already if you're a thoughtful sportscaster. Howard Cosell was? That was my idol. Him, Bob Costas, and Brian Gumble. I got to tell you, I had this thing I came across that I obviously pulled out of TV Guide okay. in 1971. All right. And it was an ad for... Um, ABC 
TV, local TV. This was TV Guide. I guess okay. it's the New York, New York area. So this is Jersey. Right. So and it was um, um, the the team, the the ABC Sports team, right? right. And it was Cosell and two other guys. Dan Didoff. Yeah. I don't know who the and and it said, uh, and I guess the other two guys were former players. Yes, they were. And it said. Two guys, Frank Gifford and Dan Ditto, I believe. Two guys who made it because they played ball, and one guy because he never played ball. That's right. Howard Cosell. That's correct. And I framed it and gave it to Bob Costas. Wow. And I regret it every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll never get another one. Yeah. No. Right. I thought he, you know. Well, let me tell you something. Bob Costas is an authoritarian, and he is a guy that is one of the most brilliant broadcasters that has ever graced this business. There is nothing, I repeat, nothing when it comes to sports that he cannot do. No. He is absolutely phenomenal, and he set the, He was one of the people like, that set the standards. The shit you'd have to learn if you did the Olympics. I mean, yes. can you imagine the, like, I, I'm guessing. I've covered the Olympics. I covered the Olympics in 2000 in Sydney, Australia, and 2004 in Athens, Greece. And I never want to go back. Right. And I've never been back. It's a nightmare because I didn't have right. the television rights. So I'm sitting 20 minutes away, 20 right. feet away from the athletes with a tape recorder sticking my arm out trying to ask a question. I'm I, never going back. No, I, I should be a more patriotic Olympic watcher than I am. Also. I don't watch the Olympics. I know there's some great stuff. Somebody watch should, moments. Somebody should and probably has put right. together a, you know, make a two-hour documentary on every Olympics, yeah. I would totally watch that. Right. Here's, we boiled it down to two hours of great stuff. That's right. But to have it on that all exist? day for two weeks long, right. no, you want to hear the big name and you want to see the actual oh. event. Here's what it is. Let's say, for example, there's a swimming event or even if there's a bobsled event or if there's a track event or whatever. What you do is you turn it on right at the moment that event is coming on. Keep it on there for two, three minutes and turn the damn channel and get back to doing what you were doing. Unless it's a it's basketball too, game right. or whatever. Boxing is an absolute much, joke in the Olympic competition. Too much work. Also, too much backstories. Yes. You know, he was mauled by Features. a bear in Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. And now, you know, his yes. brother is his biggest fan. Yes, even we, though we, it's very nice. Married we their it. sister. I, you know, it's but just... I, I want to get back to what you said, though, about political commentary because I got a confession to make to you right here. Your show, Real Time with Bill Moore, is the one show in my entire career I've never wanted to get invited on because I was scared to death. Because yeah, I was like this, I don't, like... Well, we've invited I, you I, many I, times. Well, well, that's well, how let, I know let, that's let, true. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I mean, I, I, I would come on now that I'm sitting across from you, but I'm just saying for you, I know you know what the hell you're talking about and you're, you're not about the BS. And so for me, I know what might be going on in the moment. I know what I read. I have a perspective. But I never, ever, ever try to come off as an aficionado. I know basketball. I know boxing. I know yeah. sports. Well, but not, I, I, well, I, I, I know what I'm reading, but I don't know. And so that's a big thing to me. Well, I mean... I think you're, first of all, selling yourself a little short, okay. but um, it's better than being arrogant. Mm -hmm. And also, like, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, we've always wanted you to come on in the beginning. Yeah. You know, which is a one-on-one -on -one thing, and especially when it was in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Because, you know, there are these sports issues that are 
I mean, very prevalent in society in general. Right. I mean, look how much Jackie Robinson, right. to use the paramount example of sports changing society. But you're related to everything, and that's the important point. If you're talking, we just finished talking about Kyrie Irving. That wasn't about sports. That was about a sports figure exactly. involved in a very yeah. real-life issue. That's what I'm saying. And yes. that's what you do. And so for me, yeah. so it, it's like... It, it's, it's, you're going to do it. Well, well, so I, we're just, course, we're just, I'm going to do it. But I tell you this. I tell you this. So just, but what I do, yeah. with, especially why I'm happy I got a podcast, is because I got my opinions and I'll express it. I'll do my interviews. But to me, my gift, one of my gifts has always been, this is who you should listen to. That's who you should listen to. That's who you should listen to. It's about pointing people in the direction where they can get real substantive information. And that's where, to me, because a lot of people, when you work in nine to five or whatever it is, like most of the world is doing, they're on their grind, they're just trying to survive. They don't know where to go. Right. They don't know where to go. And so when the fact that there's a younger demographic, for example, that gravitates to me, that 18 to 34, that 25 to 49 demographic. A lot of my, a lot of times I'll tell them, did you see final, did, did you, did you, did you oh. see, did, did you see, you know, new rules with, with Bill Maher? Did you see, did you see Wolf Blitz and what he said? Did you see? And yes, I will say, did you see a Sean Hannity or somebody and what they say? I go back and forth, back and forth. Right. Just to let people get both sides and let them know, all right, here's where you go to get that perspective. That's just me. I always like it when you like give the younger generations who are acting a little fragile yeah. no quarter. None. That's one thing that really yeah. <laughs> attracts me to your commentaries on stuff. Right. Like it's the real world. Well, like after a foul shot, mm-hmm. we always have to hit everybody's hand. Yeah, why? Even for when what? you miss, yeah, I think if you miss, what am I slapping your hand for? <laughs> God damn it, you missed. Congratulations, you missed. It's you just, know? it's just, <laughs> especially in crunch time. You know, we need you to hit these damn free throws. Right. I'm not, I'm not patting you but on the like, back. Like, like damn it, make the shot. It's obviously such a chore for all of them too. They just seem to do it ritually. Like, yes. okay, if I don't, like Phil will be hurt by yes. I mean, yes. what the fuck? And then you're sensitive to the crowd. They're born. I mean, we go out there like, and we work as hard as we can. But, God damn it, you're getting paid. They, 35 million hours. Also, do they, they, I think we ain't trying to hear that. Get it done. That generation needs such constant reinforcement. That's yeah. what that says to me. That's the way they were raised. Yeah. Hey, high five. You just missed a foul shot. Yes. Try another one. Right. If you miss it, we'll high five. You, you know what? You're right. And I wouldn't have as ne- nearly, <laughs> I, I don't blame you for laughing because you're right. I wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with it if the real world was like that. But the fact of the matter is, is when you get away from your cocoon, where y'all are doing that in your respective profession in the moment, and you go out there in the streets, or you go out there in corporate America, or you go out there in the real world, that is not what's going to happen. So why are we yeah. encouraging yeah. What, what, what is just phoniness as far as I'm concerned? I don't think it's the right but way to go. You know what the answer to that is? Or the, the no, I shouldn't say answer. That's misleading. The response. Yeah. And I don't know which is right. Because I've made the same point. That <laughs> it's not going to be like that in the real world. Right. And then I've heard people say, except that generation, they're changing that world. Yes. It, it becomes their world. Right. Like a good example of that would be returning to work. You mm-hmm. know, they don't want to do it. Right. 
They like staying at home in their yeah. pajamas. Yeah. It, they're fucked up, the yes. kids. <laughs> okay. That's so, not the real world. But if they, in mass, refuse to go back to the office, which is happening in some places, mm -hmm. corporations have no choice but to, what are they going to fire everybody? Yeah. And you, then, you, you can let their ass go and get people who want to come into work and earn some money. But yes, can, you can. But can you if the entire generation is like that? Maybe I don't you think, can. I, I don't think that the entire generation is going to be like that because I think people live in the moment and and the potential cost to them at that time, some, there's going to always be division there. Some people are going to accept it. Some some people are not. And by the way, who the hell said that you have to like everything your bosses want? But listen, no. you think, listen, I've been no. very blessed and fortunate. You think I like everything my bosses want from me? Right. That I like everything my bosses request from me? Hell, half the time it get on my damn nerves sometimes. Well, of but course. it's the <laughs> job. And if I signed right. up to do the job, I got an obligation to deliver what right. they asked me to. Well, I mean, in all fairness, A, you're paid a lot and it's a fun job. Now. So, like, the combination now. of money and fun that's if most people would be more than happy and that's why most people want to be influencers or some right. shit like that i mean yes. you know like a staggering number right. of people under 30 when asked the question what do you want to be when you grow up right. influencer in yes. other words i just want everyone to look at me like me and want to do the things i do yes. and wear the things i wear but what don't a great you get job. annoyed but don't you get annoyed at people who look at you and what you accomplished and pay no attention to what it took to get you there. You ain't lazy. No. You didn't sit up there and just pop up on the screen <laughs> and all of a sudden, no. you know, you Bill Maher. No. Hell no. No. You I... had to put. You had to be on your grind. You had to put in that work. And every star that I've known has had to put in work. And so for me, one of the things I got this little pet peeve, and I had this discussion with Dwayne Wade one day. Might want to talk to him. He's a real interesting guest. I to love have. him. He's a good dude. Flash. Too. He's a great dude. Great dude. His, this is this is. I had this conversation with him one day when he was on my show, and he said, "You could be whatever the one you want to be." I said, "No, the hell you can't. You could be whatever your gifts allow you to be. Right. And only then, if you yes. put in the work, this notion that you could just wake up. I, well, I aspire. Well, damn it, I want to be an NBA I, player. Bill, I wasn't good enough." Well, good enough. I could ball, but not to not to the level these cats could ball. And it was good enough to get a scholarship. It wasn't good enough to go pro. Well, period. Also, there's one really key thing that would preclude you from being a basketball player, no matter how good you were. Height. How about that? How about that? Not always though. You I mean, need, Kyrie's a legit six-one. You need height. Kyrie's a legit six-one. He's spectacular. Okay, he's but a superstar. He's, but he's six-one is. Pushing it, but doable. Five eight. Iverson was six feet. Five eight is not. Okay. The Spud uh, Webs had, of the world and others. Yeah, yeah. they've had Nate a few. Robinsons of the world. Yeah. Yes, it happens for a little a few, bit, but it's an aberration. Such and it's always such a liability on defense. Fair enough. That it it doesn't it can never last. You ain't lasting. You ain't lasting. <laughs> no. It ain't a long fruitful career that you're gonna have. And it's been a while since we had one. I That's think right. Nate Robinson was the last one. They just gave up on the concept That's for good and reason. Especially now. It's a, because yeah. the game has evolved where you got cats shooting threes all over the place. And oh, guess yeah. what? If you short, it ain't like you can defend against them. So they got an open path to the basket in terms of their visual, and they're not worried about you and stuff like that. So the game has changed and really has hurt the shorter guy. I, I must confess to you, not you, but I'm using you as a confessor sure. like I'm in church. Mm -hmm. Um 
I almost want to jettison basketball watching sometimes because the refereeing. Because, you know, if you're invested in it, even though I fully admit watching sports is the greatest single waste of time in my life. <laughs> the things I could have done, the plays I could have written. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even like a crazy sports fan, but I watch football on, you know, the days it's on, usually, yeah. at least partly, and I watch, uh, I try not to watch baseball till the playoffs, but the Mets, I'm very, in, was involved with them, you yeah. know. And, they're going to the playoffs, they got a chance. Yeah. They got yeah. a chance. Oh, they yeah. better win the division, otherwise they're going to lose in a postseason. They, they, they better win the division, so they have right. to face the Dodgers until the NLCS. And I love the basketball playoffs. Yeah. But, first of all, this, when you're approaching the basket, you there's no amount of just running without dribbling. Right. A guy like 10 feet from the basket just like shuffles his feet and is traveling. <laughs> right. But then they, like, the same thing with the strike zone. Either change the rule, it bothers my anal mind. Like, just it bothers me. that Either change the rule to fit what's the reality or no, let just me do you that. Let me tell you something <laughs> that you may have missed about the world of sports as it pertains to basketball, but I want you to pay attention to it because it's going to be very interesting, and I promise you you're going to bring this up on your show. Mm. Gambling. Gambling. Wow. That's where the officiating right. has really come into play. Remember, in 2018, Supreme Court gave the okay for states to engage in sports gambling. Because of that, you have football, basketball, baseball, all of them are going to be in a position to get the piece of the action. If you know nothing else about owners, understand they're greedy. They want to get paid. They want extra revenue. And so what happens is, is that if you're a league, how do you do that while making sure that the integrity of your sport is cemented to such a degree that you can bring gambling in and it doesn't compromise the integrity of the sport. You do that by being stricter about the rules, which the referees have to enforce. But they're not. It's the and opposite. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That is well, not true. They don't true. call traveling. Oh, no, listen. You can say they don't call traveling, but they make a lot of calls that they didn't used to make. And, and it's like, it's become, a lot of times you see these guys oh, yeah. got about 30, also the, 40 free throws also the, a game. The, 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 it happens. The, the, um, you know, the drawing fouls by pushing, by mm -hmm. falling into somebody mm -hmm. and all that, all that coast play. They tried to eliminate it's like the, the, the drawing, the offensive fouls, and, 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 and they tried to eliminate that. But in the end. Come on, man. <laughs> that, guard, that gambling, pay attention to that. Because you talk oh, about billions. Oh, that's billion. so true. You talk about billions. Isn't it? Well, billions. I mean, I think people just don't remember a time, and I do, when there was one place in America where you could gamble. Yeah. Called Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, yeah. I think that was the only place. Yeah. And because I remember Atlantic City opened like late 70s, yeah. something like that. And that was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Now the East Coast has their version. And, yeah. and of course, it never went anywhere. Good. Governor Chris Christie was pushing for gambling in New Jersey. Roger Goodell and the NFL resisted well, it. But I mean, and then now they realize he was right with what he was pushing for. Who was right? Christie. He was talking oh, about. I see, right. He was saying this is this is inevitable. Right. It is. You can try to act well, like I mean, it isn't, but it's coming. They should. I mean, look. Yeah. 
so first it was just Vegas, then Atlantic City, and then like you know, like <laughs> okay, we're on a riverboat. You know, right. like, oh, right. like like why do we have to like go to this? <laughs> yeah. we're on a river, so we're not Come breaking anywhere. Like, please, how does Jesus find that less, about that less horrible? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Okay, so but then so then there was that, and then states had lotteries, and then states uh, uh, any place that was like economically challenged would petition, hey, if we had a casino here in the Catskills. Let me tell you something. I don't buy that. You ever been to Atlantic City? How long was the last time oh, you been to Atlantic City? I play it every year. Man, it's bad. I know. It's bad. I know. It, and, it's, and all they got there is casinos. And people so, lose the money every day. It's so it's sad. It's bad. But it's so sad that, one, they, they could not have made it a version of Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret sauce. It, you have to know how to be a showman. That's right. And Vegas does, and like nobody in Atlantic City ever even tried. Well, the thing about Atlantic City, in my opinion, is just an opinion, looking on the outside in, that they've never gotten about Vegas. Vegas is not just casinos. It's That's a show. That's what I'm saying. It's exactly it's what you're saying. It's about being a show. It's a show. Exactly. They have shows just as much as they have casinos. At, yes. Okay, they have the shows at the casinos. If, the fact is... Atlantic City, when you think about I live an hour away from Atlantic City. Atlantic City, when you think about Atlantic City, you think about gambling. You don't think about shows. I'm not saying shows don't exist, but you don't think about it. You think about gambling. You think about casinos. Vegas, you think Sin City. Everything goes. They got everything. But you also have in Vegas the wow factor. That's, That's what they do. Yes. It's and to me it's very often not a wow, but you know, yes. I do I have one to see um yeah. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil That's shows. Right. That's and right. I'm telling you, they're pretty wowy. It is. Especially the one with the water. It's you know, it's Hey, like, listen to this one. You, and, I, and I went to Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. I mean, yeah, they're great. I saw it. It was great. But here's the interesting part. Think about this. Jerry Jones, the owner for the Dallas Cowboys, has a stadium, AT&T Stadium, that seats 100,000-plus fans Mm. and one of the biggest jumbotrons you could ever imagine. And people have passed that up to be at a T-Mobile arena that seats about 9,000 to 12,000 people. Think about that. What do you mean passed In Vegas. In other words, oh. you could have an event in Dallas, in Arlington, Texas, yeah. or you could have it in Vegas. And they have it in Vegas anyway, even though it only it seats well, again, 10 times because less. Because Cher is event. in Vegas. There you go. It's, that's the whole that's thing. That's my point. And look, I remember that when uh, <laughs> Steve Wynn, oh God, was this the Bellagio, I feel like? Did he own that? I don't know. I feel like it was that hotel, but I, it was definitely Steve Wynn. I met him in 2015. Steve Wynn? Yes. You know who introduced me to him? No. Donald Trump. I'm sure. I was in the restaurant. Of course. And they told me don't leave, that Donald Trump saw me and he wanted to say hello. Yeah. And he brought Steve Wynn over to meet me. And that was Donald Trump before he was president. Always charming in person. Always charming in person before he was president. No. And probably now. I've never met him since he's been playing this character. No, I mean, he's he's definitely been transformed. Yes. But anyway, so Steve Wynn, I remember. He had this thing for years, the great art of the world. And he spent something like probably half a billion dollars buying or at least renting on loan like 
the paintings that Joe Blow knows. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Starry, starry night, you know, Vincent van Gogh, the just the, everything short of the Mona Lisa. Right. But things that, like, you know, the average person, and it was a wow thing that wowed people. And these people didn't come, they didn't, oh, great, we're going to go to a museum. But right. they made a museum wow. into a hot ticket. Mm. Because it was like the greatest hits of art <laughs> through history, you know. I think it was. I'm almost not surprised. Cold. Yes, I'm not surprised. That's I love his hotel, though. That's one of my favorite places Trump? to stay. The Wynn. The Wynn. Oh, the-, <laughs> the Wynn Hotel, not the Trump. Yeah. Not the Trump Plaza, but the Wynn Hotel in Vegas. Right. One of my favorite places to stay. But that's what Atlantic City never learned. They never learned to to like make it a thing. And they also, in the bigger tragedy, they should have lifted that poor neighborhood that city up absolutely and it just shows you that whoever's in office right. the graft the corruption well they don't it's get so it. deep that they, it's corruption no question because people go up in there and they're for themselves first of all let's call a couple of things you fly into vegas you're in vegas and you go to your respective hotel there's a casino at every hotel blah 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 you fly in when you go into atlantic city you most people ain't flying to atlantic city they flying into philadelphia they flying into newark international airport and then you got to drive about an hour it's to an hour they 15 bus minutes them atlantic city. to atlantic city and say what they bus people into yeah, atlantic. exactly so that's problem number one Number two. Well, problem, excuse me, that's because the population yeah. is so much bigger than what's around Vegas. What's around Vegas? Nothing. Nothing. You got to really go out of your way to get there. Atlantic City is feeding from Philadelphia, yes. the Jersey suburbs, yeah. New York. I mean, you've got yes. tens and tens and tens of millions of people. Yeah. This is a, obviously, yes. not a no-brainer. You're making money. You're in a state with no state income taxes. Let's pay attention to all of that stuff. The shit matters. New Jersey has no state. No, no, no. I said Nevada. Nevada, Nevada, right? Las Vegas. Yes, yes. Yes. All of these things play a role in the in in the adage, the mantra, Sin City. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It gives you the veneer, the impression. Yes. You do anything here, right? And it's all right. You go back to the real world when you (laughs) finish. You know what I'm saying? Jersey don't give you that. No, I'm sure there are many people in the Midwest who, many, especially men, who think. Going to Vegas, I'm That's going right. to the strip club. There That's will be exactly a sh- true. There will be a sh- I'm a gamble. I'm gonna win some money. <laughs> I'm gonna give me a stripper. I'm gonna I'm gonna get loose. And then after that, I'm gonna go home like nothing happened. <laughs> that's what they thinking. That's that's the plan. Okay, that ain't the real world. But damn it, it's a fantasy that Vegas sells very uh, very good. I have read that there's sexual intercourse allowed if you uh, buy a bottle in the champagne room. <laughs> You know, I mean, right, I'm right. just, I'm, you know, yeah. I think they're then very disappointed. But but Vegas is, I mean, I love it. I play there like six times a year. Yeah. I've been at the Mirage. I'm going to go see one of your shows. I, I would love shows. to have you over. I would definitely come. You oh, have my word. I will definitely come. My last special, Adulting, You'll Laugh Your Ass Off. Okay. That's on HBO. It was just on I'm sure you can find it on HBO Max. Now, I'll watch it, but I want to come to one of your Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. In person. I, I want to be there. When, um, I don't really... Play LA much, but um, I'll find out the dates. I'll come to you if you're in Vegas, especially yeah, if you're Vegas. in Vegas. Let's do Vegas. Vegas. I'll find you. We'll, no uh, problem. I'll definitely we'll come. Fly through. out with me. Yeah, I'll definitely come yeah, through, man. I, it's a great deal at the Mirage. I yes. can get you your room. Yeah, I'm good. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll be there. I always have. I'll be there. I, I and it's a very quick trip. Mm-hmm. Like I will fly um, Friday. No, oh yeah, Friday. They okay. want me Friday, Saturday. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll fly Friday night. We'll be home Saturday night after, okay. the, after the second show. All so right. we'll only stay over one night. Yeah. That's the per that, to me, that's the way to do Vegas. I love Vegas, but not a big dose. That's right. Not a big dose. Not at our. I like to get in and get yeah. out. Right. Get in. That's how one I feel about Miami. You get in, yes. it's spectacular. Well, Miami's great. Miami you get is, in, get out. Miami Vegas, is get in, get out. Vegas with a beach. That's right. Is that but you a, got a lot to say, man. Is that a haunt of yours? Say Vegas? what? Is that a haunt of yours, Miami, a place you... I love Miami. Yeah, you do. It is special. Why? Because you... I've had a good... I've had a, I've had a lot of good times with Miami. Right. <laughs> I've had a lot of good times. Look on your way. face. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Miami this, has been very good to me. The, <laughs> yes. That is wow. true. That is true. Como esta? Como esta? So you're... It sounds like you're not married. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Eventually, it might happen. Um... I was, you know, I was a guy that was on a road for 250 days, 200 to 250 days out of the year. Sounds like a perfect way I to be married. I didn't get married because there ain't no way in hell I'm going on my marital vows and I'm on a road for 200 to 250 yeah. throughout the year. And so, I you see. know, I have no shame in saying that because I think that you have a lot of married people who um, violate their marital vows. And I'm proud to say that I'm not somebody that ever did that. Hey, enough about Adam Levine. Everyone's... <laughs> Everyone's piling on, for fuck's sake. <laughs> give the guy a break. <laughs> I have no comment on him. I was, tell, you know? I was saying this to Jane, but... Uh, <laughs> um, right. Uh, Daryl Hall from mm -hmm. Hall & Oates was here a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago. I love him. And I asked yeah, him, I love him. Oh, Private Eyes. Great voice. Private Eyes, man. And One of the greatest him, yeah. songs ever. Private Eyes, yeah. Yeah. No, they One had my a lot songs of ever. amazing records. Absolutely. But I asked him about... Uh, you know, it must be so hard to be a rock star mm -hmm. and be faithful. And he just went, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people, it's like, it's not popular for people to say that. And it's like, right. well, wait a minute. You know, I'm 54, so my attitude is different now. But when I was younger and on the road, 200 to 250 right. days out of the year, it was a different animal. And it wasn't even about, oh, you with this one, this one, that one. It was about you knew you wanted to be. And you right. knew that you would if you had the opportunity to. So why would you go and get married and commit to somebody knowing that your mind was someplace else? No matter what you did or didn't do, your mind was elsewhere. And a lot of times you see uh, America tries to teach folks, well, you know, do this because this is the right thing to do. Was well, it right to lie? Is it right to cheat? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it right to violate vows that you made? Shut the hell up. If you a hoe, say you a hoe. You understand <laughs> know what I'm saying? I mean, if you not, you not. I mean, if right. you, you don't even have to be a hoe. If you aspire to be a hoe, <laughs> you don't need to be married. And so, well, I mean, it's really, it's really that simple. But once you become a dad, which I am, and, no, you know, things oh, change. Right. Yes. I never they did change. that either. But that's the, that was my main reason why I never got married was mm -hmm. like, I just can't ever look someone in the eye at some point and honestly say, you are the only person I ever want to fuck for the right. rest. It's just, it's just. It's and, hard. And, and, it's hard to say that. I mean, damn it, that, 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 to be honest, it's hard. Okay, so. It's but, just hard, but, man. <laughs> I mean, we do, we try. We try to do it, but so, damn it, it ain't easy. Okay, so let's break this down. Yeah. If you can't honestly say that, but you can't, mm -hmm. And then if you're in a relationship, you are there, just as Sherlock Holmes would say, eliminate the impossible. And I mean, the improbable, what's left is the truth. Uh, you have to lie. Let me you say You have this. to lie. You do because you, you can't say to somebody. If you're going to get married, you have to lie. Right. Right. That's true. You have to but lie. But I will say this to you. 
You have to. You do get older. And as you get older, here's what I would tell you. It's not that you ever want to. I mean, especially as men, you always have an aspiration to go out there and, and, and damn it, sow your wild oats. Be loose. Whatever, whatever phraseology you want to use. Women are so but, attractive. But, but, but they're just beautiful. They just, they just are. It's, they it's, just are. But it's, it's, when you got a beautiful one, okay, and you look at yourself and you go like this. Now, here's the key. Nobody wants to ever admit this, Bill. But he stayed with me on this. You see, you don't have a, you don't always have a problem when you weren't getting any. When you were somebody that damn near struggled to buy some. <laughs> okay? Because people just, women just didn't want you. They just didn't want you. But, 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 if, but if you are somebody that that was not an issue, you do get to a point where you learn to value that one person that's in your life because you've been to the circus, as they say. You've done it, and you can't have them all. I, yeah, I've heard that forever, and I don't— That doesn't stop you from wanting others. I don't get, others, I don't get it either. I, I, no, I mean, because what you're saying right. is there's been to the circus. Right. I've heard that, uh, and I, you know, it's like saying, um, you know, you've had a lot of great meals. Right. So just stop eating. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I but, just but, but I, I, but I Yeah, tell I you, had a lot of great meals, but see, I'm living now. Let me tell I'm you. Living now. Can I speculate about about <laughs> not you? Not on the furniture. No, no. Can I speculate about you and just, why you can about why your mentality may be different than most? Yes. I'm gonna go back to health. Oh, I think we're going back to my. You take listen to this. You take care of yourself. You talked about. Obesity. You talked about yeah. people too heavy, they're unhealthy. I remember when you gave a new rules sermon you know, I, on, <laughs> you know, rules. folks are not healthy. I remember that. That was a great, that, I mean, you. You, you were on point. Oh, I, you didn't say shit wrong. Thank you. you didn't say shit wrong. I keep it real. I totally, agree, I totally right. agree with you, right? On subjects nobody else will. That's right. So because you were pointing out yes. how unhealthy we are as a society, right? yo, Bill, there's a whole bunch of unselfish folks. I mean, I'm sorry, unhealthy folks out here. Right. And so a lot of times we don't want to admit it. But when you want to settle down, you're looking at your own mortality. And you're not just thinking about, damn, there's some, there's a new honey I want to hook up with. <laughs> they're, they're, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about who's going to be there for you when you're sick. Who's going to be there for you to minimize the stress because you got and, shit you want to do? And, you think about all of that. And, and I'm saying you, you, Bill Maher, because you take care of yourself, you ain't walking around oh, un, I, quote unquote unhealthy. Right. You can afford to have a healthier attitude towards I say being solo. Saying. Yes. I, the sick thing is... That's my speculation. No, I, I, I think, uh, again, not don't on the furniture. Um, <laughs> the I think you're... I've thought that point a lot about the the sick thing. Like that that is a common thing people say to you about yeah. when they're urging you to like hook up with someone yeah. permanently. They're like, "Don't you want someone there when you're sick?" And I'm like, "That is the time I most want to be alone. Wow. When when I'm sick, I don't want people around when I'm sick. Mm. First of all, you can't have fun with them because you're fucking sick. Right. And you're gross and you know it. And yeah. so you're like a little self-conscious. And, yeah. and like, why have someone there? I don't, I mean. I why? can answer that. My <laughs> I can answer that. Okay. You know what it is? 
if she there for you then, she there for you when it counts. So you know when you better. But what what is it? She gonna counts, be there. Like because what like, I'm saying, she's she's gonna be there for you. If she could save me from dying, I would totally get married. Because like yes, if you can. That's what nurses me, and doctors for? <clears throat> no, actually, stop me helps. from dying <laughs> ever. Like because <laughs> I, a, that helps. Because that, that helps. Because that is what I most fear. <laughs> right. And that is what I will be doing alone. Let me ask you this: No matter how much a woman is behind me, mm -hmm. she can't stop me. When stop that happening? I know me. you're interviewing me, but I gotta ask I'm you. I'm not question. interviewing anybody. Well, I got Look you. We're, we're having a conversation. <laughs> we we're having a conversation. But I'm in Club Random. I get it. Yeah. I got this question. <laughs> I got this question though. Are you scared of dying? Well, it doesn't thrill me. Yes, I would say that that's one of those things. I think is probably deep in our unconscious. Every once in a while, I feel like something. Uh, reveals that, oh, unconsciously, yes, you're probably, that's probably a stress point for you because, you know, I mean, it's going to happen to all of us and I'm now in the, you know, age range where it starts to happen more. I, you know, feel exactly the same as I always yeah. have, but, you know, you're, you're aware that your, your body is, you know, aging, you can't yeah. stop it. So, yeah, I mean, mortality is as heavy as it gets. I can tell you this about me. I have no fear. I shouldn't say no. Really? I have one fear. I want my daughters, I got two daughters. Mm. I want them to grow, they're teenagers. I want them to grow older mm. where they're okay. Right. That's it. Really? Outside of that. I don't care. Yeah, you Here's say what, that, but if let you me tell you what I care about. Let me tell you what right. I care about. I care how I die. I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to be ravaged with cancer. I don't want to get no. eaten. I don't want to get eaten alive. Right. I don't want to die, <laughs> like, get burned alive or something like that. But I really, 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 me personally, I'm just telling you me, I don't have any fear outside of my daughter's. I have no fear because I, I I'm not, I'm going to say this and, and you know, I'm not somebody that cusses too much on air, but I will tell you, I think this world is fucked up. <laughs> I really, really do. Well, I don't enjoy, well, I don't enjoy being a part of what I'm witnessing transpire. And so for me personally, yeah, I'll make the most of it. I ain't going to kill myself or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm telling you, the, if, if, if my daughters are okay and they're going to live a healthy, fruitful life and I've set them up nicely, which I believe I'm doing, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to. It's how I die that I'm worried about. Not dying. I'm not concerned. Well, then we're different. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, how I die, yes. I, I, I definitely think getting eaten alive. Yeah, hell no would be better than, like, a long, drawn-out one. Did you ever see the movie Legends of the Fall? Yeah. Really? No, I, I, I mean, I don't remember. It was years it's and really years, years ago. But I one did watch it. One of my favorites. And uh, Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. uh, spoiler alert, at the very last frame, gets, you know, and his, he gets eaten by a bear. And the Indian is like, it was a good death. That's right. And I think that is I ain't going out like that. I ain't trying to go. Out. <laughs> I, I don't want nothing to eat me, Bill. I don't want nothing to eat me. I'm sorry. I know. I, I'm sorry. No. I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want any of it. I want to die peacefully. Yeah. That's it. 
I lived a good life. I never tried to hurt anybody. No. I, I told I told my truth. I tried to be as fair-minded. I got into an argument with just a player today. I ain't going to say his name. But I was saying to him, you know, you disagree with something that I said, a professional athlete. And I'm like, yo, I was fair. I picked up the phone. I called your ass. Right. You weren't available. Other people were. They gave me a perspective. I said it because it it, it rhymed with mm. what I felt. Mm. Period. But I'm always fair. As long as I'm fair and humane, you I are. sleep well. Yeah. And I'm good. I'm really not. I'm not this, somebody. This, I don't want to live till I'm 100, 120. I find this disingenuous. I think when people... When you, these people, are, I don't want to. When you get there, you'll want one more day. Fair. You will want one fair, more day. Fair. My, fair. My example is always fair. George Harrison of the Beatles. Okay. Because he was the spiritual Beatle member. Mm -hmm. It was all about the next life and Hare Krishna. And, and, right. and, oh, my sweet Lord, I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet you. Right. Well, when he got cancer, suddenly he wanted to wait. Right. But he, why, Bill? Why did he want to wait? Because we all want to live. Okay, let me ask you this question. Is it that you want to live or you're scared of what awaits you once you die? Both. And I'm, and I'm saying... <laughs> why do I have to choose? I, 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 well, I want to live because, like, like oh, I, I think there's a lot of time I'm like... Oh man! If I die, I'll miss the playoffs. Right? Like literally, <laughs> like like I will. It's like I will. I, I will. I could give a right. nice. I mean, look, I've had a, a lucky life with okay. doing a job I like. And okay. Friends and blah blah blah. There's, okay. there's been bumps in the road and hurts and lots of bad shit. But generally, there's a lot of things, and I love being this age because you're more in control. You're wiser. Right. You know, I mean, you just don't stumble over as many. Right. Okay. So, like, I, there's lots of things in my life that I like, you know, and some of them are very, most of them are probably, you would think, one day mm -hmm. dinner with friends okay. and the playoffs and my music. And, like, I don't want to miss that because right. I, 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 yeah, I can never listen to this song again. Good. That's crazy. It seems fair, very fair. minor, but okay. I, I mean, that's so cool. I could live forever. Uh, that's 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 cool. We brothers. And we brothers, know. but we brothers from a different mother. So let me say right. this to you. <laughs> well, let me say this to you, respectfully. That's the white perspective. That's your perspective. Interesting. Let me give you the black perspective. World is shitty. You constantly scratching and clawing just for equality. You think you get to equality and then the rules constantly change back to what they once were in a different way, but back to what they once were to remind you. You ain't on an equal playing field. You still feel that way. Hell yeah. So then you go through that, right? And one day after another, after another is a constant scratching and clawing and battling. You got people now, shit, you can bring up the Ku Klux Klan. They'll even tell you, we ain't bothering those folk. Let them kill themselves. Let them call each other sellouts and coons. Let them divide each other amongst themselves. Let them figure out, let them be as clueless as they can be about what's going on. Let them kill one another. Chicago, St. Louis, the list goes on and on. Let them do all of this shit. Well, let them sounds passive. I mean, no, but what I'm saying is, is that they can afford to be passive. 
Because know, what no happens is shit is so much but, stuff has happened. They looking at us and they say, let them be amongst themselves. Gun violence in Chicago. Everything. Okay, everything. But I'm talking about all of that. Black on black violence. Right. Just like this white on white violence. I know. It's like there's a Latino on Latino violence. I yes. understand it. But we the ones that make up 13% of the population. The Census Bureau of Inve- the Census Bureau report doesn't say that we're going to be 30% of the population in 2030, like they say about the Latino community. But much higher numbers of violent crime. Right. It's a problem. Okay. And so when you but, think about but, that, I'm just making the point to say, but, when you talk about wanting that, to, wanting that tomorrow, I'm not saying we don't. What I'm saying is, is that the value on life for us, one would argue at times at the very least, is a little bit less than it is for other folks. Because other folks see lights at the end of the tunnel. Black folks, a lot of times, more often than not always, but more often than not, we don't see light at the end of the tunnel. And as a person that's achieved a lot, I know, black that people. sees the light at the end of the well, tunnel, even I get to a point, I tell you this, and I got to confess this to you right here, right now. I'm going to say it to you on your podcast. I write it in my book, my memoirs coming out in January, Straight Shooter. And in the book, I say, my daughters are the greatest blessing that I've ever had. They're also the greatest curse. I regret bringing them into this world. I think this world is that fucked up. And it scares me what they'll have to deal with and what they'll have to encounter. It's bad enough what we have to encounter. But it gets better. You don't think Do you think so? I don't know. Look at Come look, on. Look, come look, on. I don't know. Really? You, wait, wait a second. I don't know. You don't think America looks very different, 2022 versus, I don't know, 1982. Pick, you were 15. I, 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 I do. Okay. I do think that. But I'm saying well, the, that- the divisiveness that we see, when I have to pray that, let me see real time with Bill Maher because I'm getting an objective perspective. I'm not getting that. When I watch CNN or MSNBC, I'm not getting that when I watch Fox News. I'm not getting that when I listen to a leftist. I'm not or a progressive. I'm not getting that when I listen to a right wing zealot and the impact that they have on our lives. And you couple that with economic issues, inflation and beyond crime, immigration policies and all of this other shit. It's like, damn. Boy, I love my daughters to death, but damn, did I really do a good thing by I, bringing them into this world? Yes. It's, I, I, it's, I, I, I do I, find I, myself thinking I, like can that. Can I give you perspective? Please, like, I mean, this is just some. I don't know you from we, Adam. We're having a conversation. I just always having a liked you and wanted you. You wouldn't be here if I didn't like you. I appreciate you, you. Uh, Yeah, a lot and wanted to get to know you. That's sure. what this is for. Sure. I think you're overstressing about your daughters entering a world that is pre- in a... As big as the problems we have, uh, this world is not a fucking nightmare. This country is not a nightmare. Realistically, what is going on in their lives that is such a fucking nightmare? The, I mean, they're they're going off to college, I imagine. Yes, they will be. Okay, eventually, yes, in about right. the next four or five years. Right, yeah. and 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 they obviously have great support from you yeah. i mean financially and yes. otherwise yes i mean i colleges are about the most liberal places you can go right. you can't really be thinking mm-hmm. that 
black women in, 19, in 2022 are going to walk on campus and it's no. like, oh my God, there's black people at this college. I mean, you know. Well, uh, what, you can what, say what that. What are we talking about that, uh, that, I'll tell you. that, that is going to be so I'll horrible you. in their lives? I'll tell you. I was watching New Rules a few weeks ago <laughs> and, and, and uh -huh. Bill Maher pointed out how much the world has changed when you look at the progressives and what have you. I mean, Every little thing is so micromanaged. You say one thing, it can end your career. Of course. You say one thing, it can get you fired. You say one thing, it can get you excori excoriated. It can compromise your income. It could eradicate your quality of life, et cetera. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Canceling. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking about that. Talking about canceling. Yes. I'm, the, the cancel okay. culture. I'm not talking about all of this other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, all I mean. of this other stuff we've been, we've been right. through. But this shit right. is too much. Okay. It's too much. Right. And anybody can get canceled. But I'll tell you this. As black women in America right now, mm -hmm. they have an e a easier time not getting canceled than I do. I'm the one who's playing with five fouls. That's right. I'm over 60, white, male, heterosexual. Yes. That's four strikes. That's right. But okay. think about that. The fact that I'm you just... can say that that's four strikes is a problem. It is. What's I'm wrong just, with I'm that? Saying, I don't see as, anything wrong with any four as, categories not, you brought up. And to be clarified, I'm not saying four strikes in society in right. general. I'm saying four strikes with the kind of woke Puritans is really what they are, right. who are hunting on the internet yeah. for to cancel somebody, just yeah. finding a reason to yeah. do it. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you're 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 like. I mean, a lot of people believe you you're you really shouldn't even be able to comment. On racial issues, if you're not, oh. well, it's ridiculous. No, please, it's ridiculous. Thank you. It's, ridi it's totally I, ridiculous. Again, I totally agree with you. That's why I know. It's, it's just straight bullshit. You're always reasonable. It, it, it's straight about, bullshit. Yeah, that, I, listen, right. you got every right to comment on it just like anybody else. Of course. I mean, it, it's like, and, 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 and here's my point. If you, are, if you disagree, this is the problem. This is one of the biggest problems that I have. Whether it's Bill Maher, Stephen A. Smith, or anybody else, you disagree with us, tell us why. Right. You want to cancel us without the explanation. Exactly. You want to cancel us without well, without defending your position. How dare you because say this? Because they don't have a position. They I don't see, have a position. I, every week I say this, the, right. the, the, the same sort of buzzkills on the internet who come after me just engage with the argument and they never do. Thank you. It's just... Uh, you're old. Okay, but am I wrong? Are you right no. or are you wrong? Maybe that's why I'm right, because I've lived and seen things you haven't. And that's and what just, I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. That is exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. And that's what has me worried. Do you understand, Bill? Anyway. Let, let, let's put this in this proper perspective. We are living in a society where if I disagree with a woman, my tone has to be right. Right. My vocabulary has to be right. You and remember, and remember, Bill. Yes. I'm live. There's no seven. There's not even a seven second delay. I did my show live for. I, I'm live. Eighteen years. I'm live. I can't dis. You know, listen. My my tone has to be right. Every adverb, every verb, right. every adjective has to be right. Pronouns. I got to be pro. Oh, don't get me started with the pronouns now. I got to. I got to make sure. I got my daughters coming home from school teaching me uh, about uh, teaching me yes. about the pronouns because the schools have indoctrinated them to such a degree and where they check in the parents. And that's what I meant when I said 
they're changing the world. So yes. when you say, oh, well, that's not going to work in the real world, it is if it's their rules. Now it's right. their world. I appreciate it. It gives me hope, what you're explaining. I'm open. I keep myself open-minded. I don't, no, I don't mind, think they're making I, I, a bet. I'm, I'm not married to my position. If I'm, if I'm potentially no, I'm wrong, saying. I will embrace it, and I appreciate that. But I will confess to you, I thank you for that, because it's scary as hell. It's fucking scary. It's scary. When we, we see you, when, when we worried about ourselves, look, man, I ain't worried about me. I'll deal with whatever I got to deal with. I'm from the streets of Hollis, Queens. Right. Hell, I, could go, I got millions in the bank. God has blessed me to have a few million dollars right. in the bank. I grew up with nothing. I'll be okay. Right. I can live in an apartment tomorrow if I had to. But yeah. when you got two daughters, yeah. that changes the game. Because you don't want them to have the life that you have. And the fear comes in because you're looking at this world and you're like, what the hell is going on? And so this liberal... That is Bill Maher goes on national television and he calls out the liberals because you're saying like, yo, I'm with you, but you hurting our cause because you're not handling business the way you're supposed to. And you're some, preoccupied yeah. with bullshit. Hurting our cause and sometimes, yes, yes yeah. but also like not always my cause at all. Yes. Like there's a lot of people, we, it's like, wait, 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 yeah. wait no we, time yeah. out, no, yeah. not we, don't speak for me. Right. I mean, Michael Moore, I love him. Yeah. One of my best friends. Yeah. But he was on my show. I like the, Michael Moore. The yeah. other night, and he said, you know, we have to get out there and vote. And it was just like, it was a, a little uh, off to me because I'm like, and I even said to him, Michael, you know, there are Republicans who watch this show. Yeah. You know, just let's not assume the we. Exactly. You, know, yeah, you got exactly. to earn my vote. That's exactly correct. And say, and, you know, and, and to be real clear and, with you. You know, neither party really well, is. When I say we Trusted. have to, when I say we have to start with the bullshit, I'm not pointing the finger at progressives or conservatives. I'm pointing it at both. I'm right. saying yeah. what happened to us being the society that we're supposed to be. We can have our differences with our political points of views and what our policies may be. But the goal is supposed to be all of us being together in a civilized society and the society flourishing as a result of that. It's not supposed to be, I want my way. Fuck your way. That's not supposed to be it. But that's what they've been doing. And so for me, when I think about what you're talking about, I totally get it. And I'm like, okay. That leaves us hope because you're looking for somebody to call people out. Because, again, we're both in the television business. We pay attention to ratings and all of this other stuff. And the reality of the situation is that Trump was good for some people's ratings. Right. Bad for others. And so, you know, he's gone now and ratings have not, faltered. Not really bad for anybody. Well, well, you could say that. But I know that. I mean, he was good really? for Fox and he was good for MSNBC. Well, I'm talking about he's, bad once I mean, he's gone. He's bad for CNN, was he not? Ratings wise, ratings wise, no. Everybody was not. Every, I don't think so. Okay, everybody I think watched he was. TV. No, Donald Trump was that that accident you couldn't take your eyes off. That's right. So people were just watching news, right? And and he was always doing something incredibly yeah. mental that you had to that's, like follow. That's right. And, that's right. So you and know. you called him out for the things oh. that he did, for of the course. things that he did. Right. It wasn't like I don't like the guy. And like, well, listen, I, I listen, don't listen, like him. Listen, I don't for like the things listen, he does. I don't like what I've seen either. Right. I'd never right. vote for him. That's the surefire way you won't get my well, you won't get my revolt, my vote on that side of if he was the nominee. Can't vote for him. He's too divisive. I get that. But I think 
as a black man, let me be very, very clear. So you got civil rights legislation in 1964. You got Voting Rights Act in 1965. You got Lyndon Johnson that basically, you know, purportedly said, purportedly, I don't know whether it's true or not. He says if we put forth this legislation, we'll have the Negro vote in our favor for the next 50 years. Ever since that time, black folks have voted Democratic for at least 90% of the time. I understand what I'm seeing from the conservative side. I don't like it. And I know the Sean Hannity's of the world, the Mark Levins of the world. I know these people. I, you know, I speak to them. You know, I, 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 don't dis, I don't agree with their policies, but I respect the fact that they're honest about where they stand. They ain't sugarcoating it, all right? But then I go to the left and I'm like, well, you got our vote. I voted Democrat at least 99%. Of the only Republican I've ever voted for was Chris Christie. It's the only Republican I ever because I thought Corzine was a crook. Okay? And I was the only vote, well, it's the only Republican I've ever voted for. But I also look at it and I say, my mentality. Why must I be so transparent with my support of one party over the other? Because by being so transparent, I got one party that's enabled me, that 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 is allowed to take me for granted. I got the other party that has a license to no, ignore me because they know they're not going to get my vote because they've never gotten more than 10 percent of the vote since 1964. Right. With the exception, I think, of maybe Trump that got 12 percent. Yeah. OK. And so as a result of that, we're the ones that disenfranchised. So when they invoked laws that would eradicate Jim Crow, well, that took care of it in the South. What about the North? What about the West? What about the Midwest? What did you do for them? Because all of a sudden we got these issues. And what I'm saying is, is that I think like that and I appreciate the fact that I'm watching a guy every Friday night that thinks like that, that's willing to say, yo, this is what it is. OK, I, I, that means a lot. To and that's what it is. It, I'm, I'm sincere. I'm sincere. It's like the fact that right. you're willing to say, hey, well, I got to say goodnight this? now. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I got it. Well, thank you for the Hennessy. And yeah, I very nice. love this. I can do it every week with you. Man, I appreciate Someday you. We will me. have a morning show together. <laughs> I doubt that. I don't like getting I will not have gone to bed yet. <laughs> and you will just have gotten up and it'll be very yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. My man. Thank you. Thank you so much, buddy. All right. All right. You know, I I go right back to work on my real show now. Hey, you know, you got to do. You know. Club.